0: section 17 of imaginary conversations by walter savage landor this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org section 17 william wallace and king edward the 1 narrator read by michelle eaton
1: king edward the 1 READ BY BRETT Hirsch,
0: WILLIAM WALLACE READ BY MICHELLE EATON
1: Whom seest thou here?
0: THE KING OF ENGLAND
1: And thou abasest not thy head before the majesty of the scepter? I did. I marked it not.
0: God beheld it when I did it, and he knoweth, as doth King Edward, how devoutly in my heart's strength I fought for it. Robber, for
1: what scepter? Who commissioned thee?
0: My country.
1: Thou liest. There is no country where there is no king.
0: Sir, it were unbecoming to ask in this palace why there is no king in my country. To spare thy modesty, then, I will inform thee,
1: because the kingdom is mine. Thou hast rebelled against me. Thou hast presumed even to carry arms against both of those nobles, Bruce and Cummins who contended for the Scottish throne, and with somewhat, indeed, of lawyer's likelihood.
0: They placed the Scottish throne under the English. Audacious churl!
1: Is it not meet?
0: In Scotland we think otherwise.
1: Rebels do. Subverters of order, low ignorant knaves, without any stake in the country. It hath pleased God to bless my arms. What further manifestation of our just claims demandest thou? Silence becomes thee
0: where God is named, what is now to the right bank of a river is to the left when we have crossed it, and look round
1: thou wouldst be witty truly,
0: who was wittiest
1: thou or I, when thy companion Menteith delivered thee into my hands,
0: unworthy companions are not the peculiar curse of private men. I chose not Mentieth for his treachery, nor rewarded him for it, sir. I have contended with you face to face, but would not hear. Your glory eclipses mine, if this be glory. So
1: thou wouldst place thyself on a level with princes?
0: Willingly, if they attacked my country, and above them.
1: Dost thou remember the Cairn side, when your army was beaten and dispersed?
0: By the defection of Cummin and the arrogance of Stuart.
1: Recollectest thou the colloquy? that bruce condescended to hold with thee across the river
0: i do sir why would not he being your soldier and fighting loyally against his native land pass the water and exterminate an army so beaten and dispersed the saddle skirts had been rather the stiffer on the morrow but he would have hung them up and never felt them why not finish the business at once he wished to persuade thee Lucifer reviler that thy resistance was useless. He might have made himself heard better, if he had come across.
1: No trifling, no arguing with me, no remarks here, caitiff thou canst not any longer be ignorant, that he hath slain his competitor, Cumin, that my troops surround him, and that he perhaps may now repent the levity of his reproaches against thee. I may myself have said a hasty word or two, but thou hast nettled me, my anger soon passes. I never punish in an enemy anything else than obstinacy. I did not counsel the accusations and malignant taunts of Bruce.
0: Sir, I do not bear them in mind. No? Indeed. I neither do nor would.
1: Tall oh, wretch! I should never forget such. I can make allowances. I am a king. I would flay him alive for half of them, and make him swallow back the other half, without his skin.
0: Few have a right to punish, all to pardon.
1: I perceive thou hast at last some glimmering of shame. And adversity makes thee very Christian-like.
0: Adversity, then, in exercising her power, loses her name and features. King Edward, thou hast raised me among men. Without thy banners and bows in array against me, I had sunk into utter forgetfulness. Thanks to thee for placing me eternally, where no strength of mine could otherwise have borne me. Thanks to thee for bathing my spirit in deep thoughts, in refreshing calm, in sacred stillness. This, O King, is the bath for knighthood. After this it may feast, and hear bold and sweet voices, and mount to its repose. I thought it hard to be seized and bound, and betrayed by those in whom I trusted. I grieved that a valiant soldier, such as Menteith, should act so. Unhappily, he must now avoid all men's discourses. T'will pierce his heart to hear censures of the disloyal, and praises on the loyal will dry up its innermost drop. Two friends can never more embrace in his presence, but he shall curse them in the bitterness of his soul and his sword shall spring up to cleave them. Alas, will he say to himself, is it thus? Was it thus when I drew it for my country? Think now of other matters.
1: Think, what I suggested, of thy reproaches.
0: I have none to make
1: myself. Be it so, I did not talk about that any longer.
0: What others, then, can touch or reach me?
1: Such as Bruce's.
0: Reproaches they were not. For none were ever cast against me. But taunts they were, not unmingled with invitations.
1: The same invitations, and much greater, I now repeat. Thou shalt govern Scotland for me.
0: Scotland, sir, shall be governed for none. She is old enough to stand by herself, and to stand upright. The blows she hath received have not broken her loins.
1: Come, come, Wallace. Thou hast sense and spirit. Confess to me fairly that. If thou wert at liberty, thou wouldst gladly make Bruce regret his ill-treatment of thee.
0: Well, then, I do confess it.
1: Something would I myself hazard,
0: not too much,
1: but prudently and handsomely. Tell me now plainly, for I love plain speaking, and everything free and open, in what manner thou wouldst set about it, and perhaps, God willing, I may provide the means.
0: Sir, you certainly would not it little suits your temper and disposition faith
1: not so little as thou supposest magnanimity and long-suffering have grown upon me and well become me but they have not produced all the good i might have expected from them joyful as i would try them again at any proper opportunity there is nothing i am not bound to do in dearness to my people to rid myself of an enemy in my mind no expressions could be more insulting than Bruce's when he accused thee a low and vulgar man
0: how canst thou help that
1: of wishing to possess the crown
0: he was right how astonishment
1: thou wouldst then have usurped the sovereignty
0: i possessed a greater power by war than peace could ever give me yet i invited and exhorted the legitimate heir of the throne to fight for it and receive it if there is any satisfaction or gratification in being the envy of men, I had enough and greatly more than enough of it. When even those I love envied me, what would have been my portion of it, had I possessed that which never should have been mine?
1: Why, then, sayest thou that Bruce was
0: right? He judged, as most men do, from his own feelings. Many have worn crowns, some have deserved them. I have done neither.
1: Return to Scotland. Bring me Bruce's head back, and rule the kingdom as Viceroy.
0: I would rather make him rue his words against me, and hear him. Thou shalt. Believe me, sir, you would repent of your permission. No, by the saints. You would indeed, sir.
1: Go and try me.
0: Do not hesitate.
1: I see thou art half inclined. I may never make the same offer again.
0: I will not go.
1: Weak, wavering man. Hath imprisonment in one day or two wrought such a change in thee
0: slavery soon does it but i am and will ever be unchanged
1: it was not well nor by my order that thou wert dragged along the road barefooted and bareheaded while it snowed throughout all the journey
0: certainly sir you did not order it to snow from the latter days of december till the middle of january but whatever else was done if my guard spake the truth he lied he lied he lied or the warranty showed me as authentic was done according to your royal order what
1: are my officers turned into constables base varlets it must have seemed hard wallace
0: not that indeed for i went barefooted in my youth and have mostly been bareheaded when i have not been in battle but to be thrust and shoven into the courtyard to shiver under the penthouse from which the wind had blown the thatch while the blazing fire within made the snow upon the opposite roof redden like the dawn to wax faint a hungered and a thirst when within arm's length of me men pushed the full cup away and would drink no more to that i have never been accustomed in my country the dogs honester and kinder folks than most but rather dull in the love of hospitality unless in the beginning some pains are taken with them by their masters. Tore my scant gear, and then your soldiers felt their contempt more natural and easy. The poor curs had done for them what their betters could not do, and the bolder of the company looked hard in my face to see if I were really the same man.
1: Oh, the rude rogues! That was too bad.
0: The worst was this. Children and women, fathers and sons, came running down the hills, some sinking knee-deep in the encrusted snow, others tripping lightly over it, to celebrate the nativity of our blessed Lord. They entreated, and the good priest likewise, that I might be led forth into the church, and might kneel down amid them. Off cried the guard. Would ye plead for Wallace the traitor? I saw them tremble, for it was treason in them, and then came my grief upon me, and bore hard. They lifted up their eyes to heaven, and it gave me strength.
1: Thou shalt not, I swear to thee, march back in such
0: plight. I will not, I swear to thee, march a traitor.
1: Right, right. I can trust thee, more than half already. Bruce is the traitor, the worst of the two. He raises the country against me. Go, encompass him, and trap him, quell him sweetheart thou hast a rare fancy i use love at first sight for thy chains i am willing to barter them for liberty for country for revenge for honour
0: the two latter are very dear to me for the two former i have often shed my blood and if more is wanting take it my heart is no better than a wooden cup whereof the homely liquor a royal hand would cast away indifferently. There once were those who pledged it. Where are they? Forgive my repining, O God. Enough, if they are not here.
1: Nay, nay, Wallace. Thou wrongest me. Thou art a brave man. I do not like to see these irons about thy wrists. They are too broad and tight. They have bruised thee cruelly.
0: Methinks there was no necessity to have hammered the rivets on quite so hard, and the fellow who did it needed not to look over his shoulder so often while he was about it, telling the people this is Wallace, wrist or iron, he in his hammer cared not.
1: I am mightily taken with the fancy of seeing thee mortify Bruce, thou shalt do it. Let me have thy
0: plan. End of section seventeen.